Charles, did you know that Brand from the Goonies plays Thanos in Avengers? I am shocked that you know the name of um, Josh Brolin's character in uh, Goonies. Take my dreams, put them down to track. Two track audio with Nick and Charles. That's wild. Yeah. Well, Brand? what's funny is That's I, I know him better. I think Brand, yeah. In fact, his mother calls him Brandon once at the beginning of the movie. Oh, short so. for brand is short for brandon that makes sense makes sense yeah yeah that's a that's a that's a movie that i really loved as a kid and it doesn't hold up i'm afraid i watched it like mildly recently and it just it's a it's it's a mess it's kind of a messy movie it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun it has a lot of heart but um sure yeah no it's no back to the future or whatever Oh, sure, sure. Uh, I saw it uh, recently as well, about um, uh, two hours ago. Oh, and, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, I mean, you're right, and you can see a lot of the fl- a lot of the flaws, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's got as much charm as about any film. Sure. Um, and what I think it struggles from as much as anything, though, is the fact that it is decidedly a children's. Mm. movie you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's 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 a children's theme for a movie but it's got kind of mature content that would be like that would prohibit a lot of uh parents from like showing it to their children you know that's like that's a big thing i feel like in the 80s and 90s there's all these movies that i think have like that are clearly aimed at at a at a at a young audience but that have these like crazy, like by today's standards, these like crazy kind of like, um, like Goonies is like legitimately scary and like violent. And like, there's like, you know, like that's like a, a very, the idea of just like criminals, like there's only fantastical about the gang in the, the Fratellis. Is that what they're called? Um, yeah. Uh, the gang and the Goonies, there's nothing like other than the fact that they're like cartoony and whatever i mean they're just like gonna kill those kids you know what i mean it's like it's right, really scary right. and like um have you ever seen terminator 2 uh no i've not seen the terminators that's like an r-rated movie that's like kind of has this weird like there's a scene where the terminator and like a kid who's like one of the main characters just like hang out at a mall and like it's got this weird chill like children's movie kind of thing to it but it's also incredibly oh, yeah. graphic and has like like nudity yeah. and stuff. That reminds um, me, uh, Kindergarten Cop is is basically oh, basically the same. You know, if you've seen that Schwartz, I, I haven't. I am aware of it. Has a very violent opening kind of scene to it, right? Like, isn't that kind uh, of yeah, a, yeah? I, I know about that. It's like a once every you know ten to twenty years kind of film. Hey, but um, the first two Terminators worth watching. But we should get into it. This is not two hack video. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is um, uh, unlike the occasional movie episodes where we do, I don't know, maybe like 11 hours of prep uh, <laughs> watching all these movies. This is one of the episodes where we do uh, little to no prep. So, so depends what you, you know, it depends what counts as prep because mm-hmm. because so so the theme for this episode. Well, you say the theme for this episode. Well, so we're going to be talking, doing a little addendum blitz and we're going to be talking about uh, great keyboard players in Great rock and roll players. i guess but I, maybe we don't have right. to limit ourselves to that 
So you might say our entire this is this is a cop out, but our entire uh, fandom of uh, like prog rock mm-hmm. was leading into this episode. Sure, right. Um, so so let's dive dive right in. I yeah. feel like keyboard oftentimes uh, in in not so much pop music generally, but like rock and roll a little more specifically, mm-hmm. it has a weird sort of spot because it's not exactly a tough instrument. And people tend to think of rock and roll as like a, like a tough guy's sort of yeah. music. Uh, but it has a real thinking man's game, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and, and yet, you know, there, are, there are so many, uh, you know, songs and, and bands where it just, it fits so well and really like makes, mm the track uh yeah no for sure and i think part of it too is that like there's a weird thing with particular keyboard instruments and keyboard sounds like being super linked to a particular time like there's like a certain kind of hammond organ sound that's like if you have it in your track it's like okay you're doing the 70s or whatever right um or like a certain like uh um, even like like particular like kind of kinds of piano sounds, I feel like have are linked to like particular times in oh. my mind anyway. Oh sure, and definitely yeah. synthesizers well, are the ultimate dater in terms of mm-hmm. instruments. You know, well as far as like pianos, like Jerry Lee Lewis, like you know, like you can tell when it's like a like a fifties early sixties rock and roll song by the sound of the piano, right? right. And I, I think there's a thing too. Um, I think for a long time. Uh, keyboard players kind of like maybe like uh, uh, they're 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 it, it, it's maybe harder for them to find purchase in a typical rock ensemble you know and so you have these situations right. where they're either playing like a lot of notes or like very few in an interesting way I, I don't know it, it seems right. like there's a lot of bands I feel like where maybe the like like the, the piano or, or or organ or keyboards or whatever are sort of like asserting themselves onto the the music but that's not what happens with the guys we're going to talk about because we're talking about people who are like the the real deal um i guess the elephant in the room in terms of like great keyboard players is we have to immediately mention keith emerson you know uh this is an elp podcast after all right right the late great Uh, keith emerson the late great keith emerson who it's it's interesting because you know the the like in my mind like the two keyboardists of like prog rock are, are Keith Emerson and, and Rick Wakeman. I think you're, you're absolutely right in calling them two keyboardists because they would often play two keyboards. <laughs> like they're often oh, playing yeah, multiple yeah. keyboards at the same time <laughs> upside um, down or with a cape on or whatever. Yeah, all sorts of chaos. Uh, so what's, what's interesting is that I did do a little bit of prep for this episode oh. and I was checking out some of their tracks uh, you know Keith Emerson from ELP and and Rick Wakeman mm-hmm. uh, on Yes, and what I found that was a little surprising to me is that uh, Keith Emerson sort of carries the like creative direction of ELP mm-hmm. and the keyboards really, for the most part, uh, drive the songs that yeah. they record. And not so with Rick Wakeman in Yes. Sure. And Rick Wakeman is probably probably not noticeably less talented than Keith Emerson. No, I, and, I, and, I think in any ahead. other band, Rick Wakeman would have been a lot more. Because he seems like in interviews and stuff, and I, I, I believe he's like a songwriting contributor too. He's like a real like 
like he's like a personality and mm-hmm. and, oh, and and oh, yeah. it seems like a very like not like a forceful guy or anything but like like a a very intense kind of guy and like a guy who who mm-hmm. he's not gonna like he's not like a what are the he's not a um another great rock keeper player rick wright from pink floyd famously kind of like didn't work well under pressure and sort of needed to like his time to like 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 a like a like a painter you know put together his like perfect you know keyboard part or whatever um Rick Wakeman's not someone to take anything lying down. So I think in any other band, he would have been more of an Emerson-like figure. I think it was just that like, sure. you have like John Anderson and Chris Squire and Steve Howe in Yes at the same time. As oh, well. oh and yeah. Bill, and Bill Bruford a little earlier and Alan White a little later. All of whom were like, like equally intense and all of whom had been mm-hmm. in the band longer, you know? So, so I think right. like, like I think he gets sidelined a little bit, um, not sidelined, but he's not like the guy, like, Emerson is the no, I think e you're absolutely ELP. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think, uh, well, there, there are probably two factors that I can think mm-hmm. of that contribute to that. Um, no, sorry, there's there's one factor. But one, <laughs> one thing I want to say, you can, <laughs> you can tell you can tell that you're right about Rick Wakeman by looking at uh, his body of work. Uh, in his solo career mm, and mm-hmm. and and you can see the 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 flair and the intensity and the talent uh, you could see the talent in yes but he he always in my mind for the most part is a like a contributing musician and not kind of a lead musician yes, yes. and and i think uh, yes are for all of their um uh for how like like florid their music can be um, I, I think that they they are all like kind of playing in service to the music to a certain degree. It's not like about bombast in the way that Emerson Lake and Palmer was, or the way right. that Rick Wakeman's solo records are. Right. Um, Absolutely. But uh, another um, you know group that we've mentioned on the podcast, I don't remember who he done an episode on them. We must have. Um, but hey, those uh, you've heard of freaks and you heard of geeks. These guys are both. Those uh those nutty guys over in Kraftwerk, uh, oh heck yeah, bleeping and blooping their way through <laughs> through some keyboard stuff, um, a very actually, different kind of thing. But yeah, actually, I'm not sure if we've done Kraftwerk. I'm Maybe sure they've haven't. come up. We should I'm have. Certain we, that they've come up. Well, we did an episode. No, we we did because we did an episode on Krautrock. We must have covered one of that. Did we cover like Autobahn or something? I don't know. We did. We did. Uh, Popol Vuh and Noi. Oh, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, producer yeah. Greg, look, at, ch- check it out. It's our producer. Um, uh, have heck, to wheel back have we ever... we'll have to do Ashra Temple and uh, and Kraftwerk. Right. Um, but yeah, those guys, and I think that's sort of a thing of like like another because I think rock, in rock music, you know, keyboards, what they really excel at that guitars really can't do is like create atmosphere. In, in an interesting way and like like create like um uh uh what, what's the word like kind of like um have a more sort of like sympathetic kind of an element you know like you can like every time you like play a note on a guitar it kind of like it's like an event you know and right. the keyboard right. you can kind of be a little more subtle um and i think rick wright yeah, from absolutely. pink floyd fits into that kind of category too. you know and uh incidentally so i was listening to uh m- metal uh mm. a day or two ago and and i made note of of Wright's uh keyboards on oh i don't know a pillow of winds or something mm-hmm. and what i noticed is that he was only playing 
uh, one hand. You know, sure. like he was playing a tune, but he wasn't playing chords. And oftentimes, that's what you would do with a piano. You'd, you know, have two things going simultaneously, and one of them might be chords, and then one of them might be melody, whatever. Um, and I went, well, that makes sense, because in a piano piece, it's necessary to, like, carry the tune and provide the atmosphere simultaneously. And you're able to do that because you have the entire uh, the entire scale at your disposal and you have two hands at your disposal mm-hmm. at once. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, with a with a guitar, that's not exactly possible because it takes both hands to play one chord right. or one note. Right, you know? right. So I was like, well, it makes sense that, you know, he's in a band and he's only playing... Uh, he's only playing the tune because he's got the whole right. right. Uh, he's got R- other Roger musicians Waters to is play. playing the left hand. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. That's taken care of. And that's interesting too. Like the the sort of like role of 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 keyboard instruments is like a rhythm versus a lead instrument. Um, you, uh, listeners know I'm pretty obsessed with the band right now. They're a band that have one guitar player and two keyboard players. Um, of like a piano player and garth hudson who would play like wow take a load off am uh, I right? yeah yeah uh, uh garth hudson who would play like a bunch of different keyboard instruments and he's really like a really like fascinating talent and i think like um kind of takes like without being like real flashy really even though his parts are incredibly complicated like he manages to kind of like um i think there's a thing with it's interesting like piano or whatever other kind of keyboard instruments because like it seems like it it they're much i feel like it's much harder to play than guitar you know uh on any level really but at the same time well, it's it, also it depends so, how you mean you know i guess and i guess like the the thing that attracted like the early synth pop guys to synthesizers was that like you know they wanted to play punk rock but guitar was too hard to learn but like with like right synthesizer you could kind of get away with like playing like one line at a time right well yeah i mean like with it with a keyboard you can in in about eight seconds you can pl- learn to play like a, a G major chord. That's that's true. You know, a, a guitar. I mean, G major is still a really really easy chord for guitar, but it it requires at least some level of technique in order to know how to play and to that's, be able to. That's play fair, it. right? Right. So like a keyboard instrument, you can just sit down and like you don't have to be able to like produce a tone. You know, like on a guitar, like mm-hmm. you, you know, it, it it's a little difficult at first to like make something that sounds good. Um, but piano, you can just sit down and plunk away. But at the same time, I think it's like, I think maybe where it gets tricky is when you have that like right hand, left hand thing that you mentioned, where it's like, yes, yeah, you know, I, I know I've never been able to kind of get over. I'm not, I'm a really dismal keyboard player. I, I don't know, I'm able to get past that. Uh, it's crazy that people can like play two different things <laughs> at the same time. Like that's insane. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. And I mean, so so I don't know if you know this about me, but I mm-hmm. took piano lessons for mm-hmm. like five or seven years or something. I mean, I, I, I uh, stopped taking piano lessons early on in high school. So mm-hmm. it's been a long, long time. But like I was I was able to do that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to some extent. Uh, and I don't know how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 really strange. Uh especially when when you when I think about the fact that like I can't bend my pinky finger without bending my ring finger, but I can play like yeah. individual things on 10 different fingers. Like that's that's, crazy. that's insane. 
Well, you know, um, Schumann, the, the the classical composer, the Romantic era classical composer, he um, became a composer. He was like a great p- uh, pianist, and he became a composer largely because of a hand injury. And there's this kind of rumor uh, or like legend or, or maybe it's factual. I don't know how, how factual it, it, it or how like verified it is, but that he had like a backroom surgery to have the muscles in his ring finger and his pinky finger disconnected. So he had more freedom of play. Oh my goodness. And it like got botched and it like messed his hand up and he couldn't play at the same, at the, 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 that high of a level anymore. And so he became, he became a great composer whose work is still performed today. So like he, he turned out. Okay. He also like went insane in a, in a pretty, pretty intense way. He had a lot of, a lot of mental health problems. Um, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Schumann. So that, that, that's a Schumann. real thing. Um, it's crazy. So I have to, I have to bring up one keyboardist just cause I feel like, uh, a rock and roll podcast about keyboardists wouldn't be complete if we didn't mention his name. And I don't know that I particularly care for him. Raymond Zarek. Oh yeah. The doors. Well, the doors are you, terrible. You think? The doors are like a terrible, <laughs> his kids, keyboard parts are great though. Like he is a great organ player. Like those, like, uh, and those bass lines, you know, talk about playing two things at the same time. You know, you have the little, yeah. little bass keyboard. Um, it's playing that. It's I believe cool. I have a theory and it's that Rayman Zarek, John Denver and John Lennon are all the same person. Yeah. I would put John Sebastian from the love and spoonful in there too. These like these circle glasses guys. Oh yeah, he's yeah. like circle glasses and bangs, guys. Long uh, blonde hair, yeah. Um, What's his name? John Sebastian. I yeah yeah. I think. Oh, that I see it. Yeah. The Doors. Um, I I think that I think more and more the things about them I don't like are Jim Morrison's whole like deal, and the fact that John Densmore, the drummer, always pats himself on the back so much for putting a bossa nova rhythm and light my fire in interviews he always talks about that and he's like oh man i was just like came with this bossa nova rhythm and for some reason that really bugs me he just seems like a like a like a i don't know it's real douche i i mean i i tend to agree you know the fact that the fact that jim morrison i mean kind of obviously was able to turn himself on uh Mm. is is weird yeah, it's just like I don't know. Those lyrics aren't good, you know. <laughs> that that's what it comes down to. But yeah. um, I'm trying to think. Is there like I mean, I guess like the the big the big one that we haven't mentioned, Elton John, another great and like kind of. Yeah. Um, I would put Ben Folds in this area too. These kind of great like piano singer songwriters, you know, um, who who have like a lot of a lot of piano chops. Um, a third obvious member of that kind of a kind of group that i will go unmentioned because i don't wanna... um but yeah uh chris martin from Coldplay, also uh but beautiful um, yeah hey keyboards um and i mean now it's like i think i know most... who you're talking about going unmentioned yes are you talking about the person who we're not doing an episode about yeah yeah who we're not doing an episode about yeah beautiful okay um yeah, but listeners write in if you're if you're that pissed about this inside joke. Um but like uh I mean I guess like the other thing that's worth mentioning too is that like uh nowadays, you know, synthesizers and stuff are the game. You know what I mean? They're like what's interesting in popular sure. music. They're like what's yeah. what's growing in popular music are these like these little bleep and bloop machines. Um which I love. I that 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 was condescending what I just said, but I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, bleep and bloop. Okay, so yeah, you can find us uh you know, share share the pod with your friends. Uh 
buy some merch uh, in the link to this episode. Uh, follow us, uh, Two Track Audio, on Instagram and Facebook. We do some some trivia and this and that on the Insta page now, so so that should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Instagram's been pretty active, and uh, thank, thank Nick for that. Very good. Going to cease recording in three, two, one.